You're listening to The Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. The more I think about God's justice, the more I should be thinking about grace, about the idea that God, the just one, became the curse, became the injustice that I deserve to pay so that we can be good. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor, and we are capping off a series on the Father's Heart, a look at the book of Malachi, and I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we are joined by pastor of spiritual formation, Bob Moss. Bob, thanks for being here. Good morning. It's great to be here. It is great to have you. And we're joined by lead pastor, Jose. Good morning, Taylor and Bob. Jose, great to have you. Love to give you the first word, not only as you looked into preparing for this message on God's power, looking at the last chapter of Malachi, but even just the series as a whole and just kind of as we cap things off. Yeah, we were just talking about a question I heard a pastor being asked, what your favorite book of the Bible was? And and the pastor answered, the book I'm currently preaching on. And so Malachi is now my favorite book. (laughs) It's uh, four powerful chapters. I just want to read the titles, which, you know, all started with P, perfect love, perfect sacrifice, a little bit of a stretch because sacrifice is in there, but then uh, God's promises, the Father's protection, provision, and power. So perfect love, perfect sacrifice, promises, protection, provision, and power. And again, these are things that Malachi was bringing a word against the people of Israel, things that they were not uh, doing in in response to God's faithfulness. Um, But he, he is speaking these things because he loves his people. And he's speaking as a dad. He's speaking as a father. And so uh, the more we lean into these verses, uh, I've been so encouraged as to how it's revealed um, who God is as, as our father. Mm-hmm. Bob, I'd love to hear your thoughts just as before we dive into this week's message, but just the series as a whole on the book of Malachi. Has there been things that have stood out to you or things you've noticed as you've revisited this book? Oh, the book is awesome. Uh, I'm most familiar with the third chapter. Uh, I love the part about God being the refiner Mm -hmm. because Jesus picks up on that. And uh, in his teaching in the New Testament, he doesn't seem to miss a beat. Mm -hmm. As far as God's power goes, his power is personal. Um, he, He is power. Mm-hmm. He is authority. And one of my favorite passages of Scripture that ties Malachi all, all together in the New Testament is where Paul says to the Galatians, don't be deceived. God will not be mocked. Mm-hmm. Whatever a person sows, that is what they will reap. Mm-hmm. So, he ends with showing his power. Yeah, the very last his, his word justice. is, I, if you don't right. do what I'm right. telling you to do, I'm going to... Yep. What yep. was that? Something uh, about a like curse? Stubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No root nor branch will remain. So yeah. powerful word. It is. to God's power. And, you know, we think of God as love, and God is love. There's no question. He begins yeah. the book with that. But his love... Uh, is combined with justice, mm-hmm. mercy, 
and grace. And if one does not understand those three things, you will miss out completely mm-hmm. on what God is doing in the earth today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that justice piece, Bob. What what impact does that have on someone's day-to-day life just by grasping that concept that God's power does include justice? How does that relate to the way that we interact with people around us? Or why is that so important for us to remember uh, in addition to, like you said, all the other attributes that we like to hold on to. Well, God is a just God, and He demands justice. It's His nature to be just and to demand justice. So the only way that He could resolve the problem, the conflict between man's sin and His justice was Calvary. Mm-hmm. At the cross, that problem was taken care of. Now, sin is not a problem with God anymore. He took care of it at the cross. Mercy has been his way of dealing with people all throughout the human history. And that is when we are repentant and we turn to him, He's there with mercy. But grace came in the New Testament in a way that nobody ever, none of the Jews expected Mm -hmm. grace. Mm -hmm. Grace through Jesus. Grace through Jesus Christ. There's an an acrostic grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm. I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard that before. That's really good. That's good. Jose, what would you add as far as just how God's powerful uh, justice relates to the way that we interact with other people you know, around Bob us? Bob was talking, I'm going to pull it up. I was reminded of Ephesians chapter 2, um, which says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins. So to your point, Bob, about God's, God is justice. So uh, we were dead in our trespasses and yeah. sins, in which we once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air, spirit that is work in the sons of disobedience. Um, let, me, let me zoom through. Um, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature, here we go, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So, you know, these things are true. God is holy, we are not. God is perfect, we are imperfect. And so the only way is for one to totally consume the other. And the the, the truth of this passage, if we continue reading in uh, verse four of Ephesians two, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved. So the more I think about God's justice, the more I should be thinking about grace, about the idea that God, the just one, mm-hmm. became the curse, became the injustice right. that I deserve to pay so that we can be good, <laughs> so that I can commune with the living God as I pray, as I walk, as I think about you know the future of uh, this world, the future with, with, with my kids. So this idea of justice is, um, you know, again, what, what Bob pointed to, it's, it's resolved at the cross of Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, through, through his life. So um, yeah, it's super important to think about, to remember. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, 
the most powerful thing that we can think of. Mm-hmm. Not only resolving death, but just as far as the, the true healing that we're able to experience, that's kind of the second part here that God, Father's power allows us to heal wounds. And I'd love to kind of ask both of y'all, I love the anal- or the acronym uh, that you had for BAT as far as the way we approach healing. I know some people, depending on maybe their, their background, as far as church background, may have heard different things about that. But what is, maybe how would you encourage someone that's maybe sought healing before and haven't gotten an answer that they were hoping for? Or, or how do you approach kind of an, an uh, uncertain kind of medical or physical or relational brokenness uh, as far as how do you have that posture of yeah. seeking God's healing? If, if I were to expound on that a little bit further, I, I would have said something like, in light of God's justice, he, he will make all things uh, new. So when, when he comes again, Jesus, he, he will bring about a new reality here on earth and heaven will and earth will be one. It'll it'll be great. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself is healing. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more no more sin. And so recognizing that he has already promised us healing is super important mm-hmm. in that third. The bat is believe that God can heal. Ask, that's the A, ask mm-hmm. that he will. That's our part. We pray, we fast, we ask, mm-hmm. God, will you come and heal? Uh, and then we trust, that's the T. We trust whatever happens in light of Amen. God's justice Amen. and the promise that he has given those that believe in Jesus Christ. So that's, you know, it really ties in beautifully together. And that's what Malachi is getting after because he just hit us with a strong word. And then he said, hey, and by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> son of righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my wings will, wings will bring about healing. Healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, how do you see those two relating as far as the, the power of God's justice and then also uh, his healing power? Well, first of all, like I said, justice was taken care of at Calvary. There's a, a, something I learned a long time ago. Justice is God giving us what we deserve. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. And grace is giving us what we don't deserve. So justice... In the eyes of God, we need to remember that God is eternal. Time is not a factor yeah. with God. Healing, he, we, we're already healed. He did that at Calvary. By his stripes, stripes. we were healed. Yeah. Now, when a person comes to faith in Christ and they enter into that relationship, the Bible declares very simply, they're a new creation. Mm-hmm. There's something in us that becomes distinct and different from what we were before we were with Christ. So the old has gone. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, it went on the day that we came to faith in Christ. It went at Calvary. (laughs) We were declared innocent at Calvary. The whole world was declared innocent at Calvary. Believing that yeah. is the key. That's right. That's where we that's where our part. That's what comes we do. In. And and what's exciting about this is it doesn't matter whether we experience the healing in this lifetime, in the present mm-hmm. moment, a year from now, or when we cross over when we enter into eternal existence yeah. in the spirit, yeah. we're going to be healed. Yeah, we, right. be, why? Because we were already healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's our it's awareness, and it's it's, it's, exactly. it's tapping into God's redemptive plan from the beginning 
And that's, <laughs> I think you said something, Bob, like we, we have to understand that, that God is uh, eternal. You know, he's not bound by time. And that's my problem is I can't understand that. I can't wrap my mind around God being timeless. And when I gave my life to Jesus, I, I now received because I became aware of God's amazing sacrifice through his son on Calvary, resurrection that happened three days later, mm -hmm. that death no longer uh, is, is my end, that that end will be the beginning of forever, right? So um, yeah, these, these things have beautiful implications. And God gave these promises to his people all those years ago. And I think the message again, and through Malachi is look at the Father's amazing, wonderful, loving heart for us. He wants so much for us. And, and oftentimes we're just too distracted to recognize his love. Yeah, let's talk about that distraction. But even just not only what we miss out on God's love, but I'd love to ask y'all, do you think that we are, what, what, what prevents us from fully tapping into God's power that is available to us? Because as we just looked at, we kind of hit all, all five points just here in this, this conversation between bringing justice, healing wounds, but also we talked about freedom. He fulfilled the law and restoring yeah. brokenness. And those are all available to us as his sons and daughters. But what do you think prevents people from tapping into that? And it may simply just be not recognizing it, not knowing it, but, but what prevents us as children of God from being able to tap into that power that he's made available to us? The writer to Hebrews puts it real simple, unbelief. Mm -hmm. Unbelief keeps us from entering into the rest that God has for us. And it says in Hebrews, whoever enters into God's rest ceases from his own works just as God ceased from his works. So when God finished creating everything, when we look at it, looking back, it was thousands of years ago. But with God, when he finished, uh, he finished. Mm. His work is done on the earth. Now, he still works in us, but he's working in us from an eternal perspective. <laughs> so when, when we enter into faith in Christ— we begin our eternal journey then. And the only time that we have where we can commune with God ever again will be the present moment. Hmm. Now, if we get distracted in the present moment and we're focused off somewhere else, we're missing out in fellowship with God. Hmm. God intends for us to walk with him moment by moment in communion. Yeah. That's what it means to abide in Christ. Yeah, yeah. that's what gives us the ability to leap like calves. That's right. And, and stay young and innocent and, and recognize, Amen. and we're free. We're, we're no longer living in, in the stall that is filled with the prison that, that our sin um, envelops us in. We're, we're free to run. We're free to jump. Um, I, I read this this morning in 2 Corinthians 4. We do not lose heart. Though, outer, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed 
day by day, moment by moment. Pablo, you just said, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So we can't, we don't have anything to compare the, the eternal glory that, that we have in Christ. And then it finishes by saying, as we look not unto the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, mm-hmm. but the things that are unseen Amen. are eternal. So uh, to your point, what distracts us, I think, are we looking at the things that are temporary? Are we looking mm-hmm. at the things of the world? Or are we focused in on the God things, uh, what the, the priorities that God wants us to have? How, how are we um, communing with him? You know, or are we really receiving more from him or are we doing more for him, right? That religion question. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I just doing things to make myself feel good and, and hopefully please God? Or am I just filled up with his goodness and receiving forgiveness and, and now just forgiving others as a response and, and loving others the way that I've been loved by God? Mm-hmm. That That's the difference between freedom and that's the difference between mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. you know, in that stall. Yeah, Bob, you mentioned unbelief being the biggest thing you feel like that's preventing us from tapping into that power. But for both of y'all, what does that practically look like just to to maybe cultivate a deeper sense of belief in God's power and in God and who he is? Because I think we can we can say that and, and say, yeah, no, that's true. And I can think in my own life, just how I point out small ways, big ways that I've had unbelief, but but how how have both of you cultivated a sense of deeper belief in God? Just, and even maybe in times where you have doubts, how do you uh, move forward in those moments? Well, faith and belief are the same thing. And faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. We have God's word. We, we're blessed to have mm-hmm. from Genesis to Revelation. And Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. We don't have to do it. He does it. It will be done for us. Mm -hmm. So abiding is the key. Now, what keeps us from abiding? We're out here trying to do so many things that we think are important. We as human beings think that everything can be done by just making a plan, getting a good business plan together. Jesus or James says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to go to this or that city spend a year there, carry on business and make money? Why, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist. You're a here for a moment, and then you vanish. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. You see, our focus is on our plans, not on God. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's so funny this last week. Oh, we were going to have this big red wave. You know, I mean, I was just, I heard this. From You're talking head. about political, yeah, yeah. yeah political but, reality. I mean, yeah. they had the plan, yeah. but it didn't perform. Yeah. It didn't function. And I, I don't want to get into politics, but we cannot make our plans. God's plans for us are for good yeah. and not for evil. Amen. Our plans, when we do them ourselves without God, we're, we're asking for trouble. Which speaks to our inability to control the things that we That's want to right. control. Amen. We, we have a control problem. We're all control freaks. We, we want to have our way, even whenever it's good. We know that it's the best. God agrees with these ways, but we're still the ones trying to control. And the point that 
God is making here in this last chapter is only God is right. the all-powerful one. Only he is almighty. Mm-hmm. So when we trust in him and, and when we do our assignment, we trust, all right, God, <laughs> your word says you got it. So I'm gonna trust you. I'm not gonna judge. That's the big one, you know, for me. I'm not, I'm not gonna judge. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna uh, uh, take a step into your seat. I'm gonna do what Romans 12 says, you know, we talked about on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm going to love my enemies. I'm going to bless those there who you persecute Amen. you. And I'm going to overcome evil, not with evil, but with good. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's asked us to do. Mm-hmm. And as we stay focused on that, then we can trust that the all-powerful one will do what he said you will do. Yeah, let's zoom out real quick and just talk because there's so much personal application to this message, tapping into God's power that's available for us. But what would it look like collectively as a church and what impact would it have on a city or in a community? I'd love to close kind of asking y'all kind of big picture. Uh, why is this so important that not only just individually we grasp the power of, the, of God, but even just collectively as a church? We, uh, it goes back for me, all the way back to the, my beginning walk with the Lord. I, I memorized Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. That's our personal responsibility right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when we do that collectively as a group of imperfect people, when we say, God, we, we want to be used by you. We want to lay down our agendas. We want to submit to your way. And, and you know, what Jesus said in the transfiguration story right before, if anyone who comes after me, deny yourself, take up your cross and, and, and follow me. When we do those three things, he does something more powerful than anything we That's could ever right. imagine. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Looking forward to the next conversation.